back to the Love Well podcast. I hope that you are doing well this week and uh, that you have, uh, you know, had a great first week of December. It is hard to believe that we are in the final month of 2020. Uh, It just seems like it has been the month that, uh, or the year that has never ended, right? Um, It's been a long been a long nine months and uh yeah here we are coming to the end and uh, for the christian we are in the midst of our new year celebrations of advent uh moving looking towards christmas and uh yeah so it's it's good times right um hey let's see uh announcementy stuff uh Tuesday nights, we are doing Doubt on Tap on the Simple Theologian Discord server, and uh, you can get that information from our Facebook page, facebook.com slash simpletheologian. Uh, Join us for Doubt on Tap Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock, and uh, Thursday nights at 9.30. On that same Discord server, I am hosting a virtual book club where we're discussing uh, amusing ourselves to death by Neil Postman, and we will uh, be doing chapter six this week. So uh, come be a part of that conversation as well. Even though uh, you know things are things are goofy, and we're in the midst of physical distancing and all kinds of other stuff here, um, there are still plenty of ways to connect with one another, and. Uh, I know the virtual means are not necessarily everybody's favorite, but you know we can we can find find ways to connect, and uh, so I hope that you will. Uh, let's see, anything else? Ah, Sunday nights, missional communities. Uh, boy, we are doing it via Zoom, and it's you know again, it's not it's not in person, but it's personal, and so. Uh, I'm continuing to learn how to host and lead conversations on Zoom. It's not as easy as I thought it would be, but hey, it's all good. And I hope, uh, yeah, I hope you guys will join us. You can find that information, uh, how to connect, uh, on our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/x13network. Uh, uh, I think that's what it is. Anyway, I'll make sure to include all these uh, links in the show notes this week. And uh, we are uh, also, I'm going to have a couple more podcasts uh, on Thursdays as we are wrapping up Beyond Sunday School with uh, this discussion of God's big picture, tracing the storyline of uh, the whole of the scriptures. Uh, from Vaughn Roberts' book of the same title, and uh, so that watch for that on Thursdays. And also, uh, I would really encourage you to please uh, share this podcast. Uh, share share it with your friends. Share it with your network. Also, please uh, rate comment uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that that you listen to podcasts. That all of that helps me. Um, get this out to other folks. So uh, thanks for being with me and thanks for hanging out uh, here on the Love Well podcast. Um, One last note, uh, make sure you subscribe, danielmrose.com. 
and uh, catch the Knee Jerk devotional every day, Monday through Friday, in your inbox. So uh, that's that's my that's my newsletter, uh, and you know, and if I write anything other than uh, the Knee Jerk devotional, you'll be sure to catch it uh, right there. So DanielMRose.com. Make sure that you subscribe. All right, let's get to it, shall we? Uh, there, uh, there are some, there, there's some interesting work being done these days in neuroscience and, uh, you know, the brain is one of those kind of last frontiers, right? Uh, there, there's so much to it. It's so complex and, uh, and it is, I think it's one of the one of the one of the areas that really smart people are, are trying to figure out, you know, our our scientists or doctors, are, they're going they're going all in on neuroscience. The brain is fascinating, and as technology has developed, uh, we are learning more and more about our brain. And one of the one of the things. <clears throat> that we are learning, uh, is the power of words, right? Words have, uh, significant power and influence over us. They are able to shape everything. And, and that's not, that's not an overstatement when, you know, when we started, uh, the X13 network, when we started the Antioch movement, uh, one of the things that, that we spent a lot of time talking about was how words create culture. So the words that we use would shape and determine the culture of our faith community. And that's, and that's, a, that's an amazing thing if you think about it. If you think about the reality that simply the words you use can, can actually shape the way that you perceive reality, the way that you perceive how things work, the way that you perceive the world. All of that is shaped by the words that we use. And so, you know, one of the, one of the little things, for instance, was the word church. You know, I wanted to make sure that we as a as a new faith community understood that uh, the gathering that took place on Sundays once a week that that wasn't church right the church are are people the church is the people of God that that's who the church is the church is a who not a what it's not a thing it's not an experience it's not a building it's not bricks and mortar and all that kind of stuff. It really is people. And in the church is so much bigger than just simple local expressions of the church, right? And so we call local expressions of the church congregations. And I think that is a much more accurate and, and, and a better word to use. And if we can understand that, then what it does is it, it opens us up to things like, working with other congregations, crossing, um, you know, even crossing theological 
categories and boundaries and all kinds of other things that have kept the, the church separate from itself, that has is, that is split the body of Christ in a, in a very real way. Um, and, and so if we, if we can just, if we can make those kinds of significant changes just by changing the way we use one word, imagine the, what, what happens if we change lots of words, if we begin to use, um, all kinds of different words for things, we we're able to change we're able to change the world, right? And, and again, I don't think that's overstating uh, the situation. Uh, now, granted, I, I, I'm, I'm given to hyperbole, uh, but I am telling you, words matter. There was a study done um, by Maria Richter and a number of other collaborating scientists, and the study was called Do Words Hurt? And they monitored uh, brain responses to auditory and imagined negative words. And what did they find? Well, they found that negative words release stress and anxiety-inducing hormones uh, in their subjects. Just words. And and notice, um, yeah. And what's what's crazy is it's not even auditory; it's just even the imagined negative words. So that that internal uh, that internal tape recorder that's going on inside your head uh, of negative self talk does the same thing. It releases stress and anxiety inducing hormones in you. Um, the study also found that levels of anxiety in children uh, could be associated. Uh, with higher rates of negative self-talk, and uh, which is which is amazing, it's amazingly sad to think about that. It's it just shows the depth and the power of words. Uh, it, it, they literally change our physiological state. They literally change our brain. Words have that much power. Uh, they summarized it by saying, uh, you know, negative words, whether spoken, heard, or thought, not only cause situational stress, but also contribute to long-term anxiety. So this whole idea of, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It is, that, is an, that is an unbelievably false statement. It is untrue. And anyone that says it's true is deceiving themselves. They are living in denial. Words matter. Words have power. Words, words impact our brain chemistry. The power of, of the word is, is, is not something that can be underestimated. There was another study uh, by neuroscientist Dr. Andrew Newberg, Newberg um, from Thomas Jefferson University and uh, a communications expert by the name of Mark Robert Waldman. And in their study, what they found was a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. <laughs> Guys, words 
Words have huge, huge power, huge influence. A single word can influence the expression of our genes. Like these, these are not, these are not little things, right? We throw away words all the time. I hate this. I hate that. You get on, you get on a social media rant and all of a sudden you're going down this, this bad path of speaking negative, hurtful, nasty things to folks and about folks. And it just rolls and it just goes. Guys, words, words have significant power. Negative words bring about stress, anxiety. They activate the expression of genes. Words have power. Now, negative words have power, but so do positive words, right? Uh, in, in this, uh, in Newberg and Waldman's work, they found that exercising positive thoughts can, can change one's perception of reality. Listen to this quote. They say, by holding a positive and optimistic word in your mind, you stimulate frontal lobe activity. This area includes specific language centers that connect directly to the motor cortex responsible for moving you into action. And as our research has shown, the longer you concentrate on positive words, the more you begin to affect other areas of the brain. So what does that, what does that mean? Uh, basically, if we can hold if we can hold a positive view of ourselves, it helps to train our brain to see the good in others. Doesn't that sound familiar? Doesn't that sound familiar? It sounds like love your neighbor as yourself. Do you see how these things begin to be interconnected? There's, you can't pull it apart. It's all there. It's all, integ it's all an integrated whole right? Our, our whole world, <laughs> our experience of everything is so integrated. You guys, it's so tied together that we can't pull it apart. We just can't pull it apart. It's all, it's all tied together. Love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, it, it is, it is tied right to this idea of holding a positive view of ourselves to help train our brain to see the good in others. It's brain science. What we're finding as we go, as we deep dive into science, as we do a deeper dive into the human psyche, into brain patterns, into neuroscience, what are we finding? We are finding that, you know, the, some of these ancient ideas, they're not rooted in myth. They're simply rooted in reality. These guys, these guys had their, had their finger on something. They understood something about humanity. They didn't, have, they didn't have the scientific words for it. They didn't have the proof for it. They didn't have the, the neuroscience to back it up. But they, but they understood the power of words. Right? They understood the power of words. It's it, negative and positive. Words literally, they can literally change your experience of reality. <laughs> that's, that's remarkable. That is absolutely remarkable, isn't it? Uh, there's a, 
there's a a line from a, an ancient letter. Uh, it says, "A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it." That's from uh, it's from an old letter written by Jesus's brother James, uh, and that's a that's a that's a just a a remarkable statement. I mean, here, listen to that again. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. Words, words can bring life or death. They can build or destroy. We have to choose. We have to make an active decision constantly about what kind of words we're going to use. Are we going to build or are we going to destroy? Are we going to give life or are we going to give death? How will we use these words, these powerful, powerful things that literally change our brains, that literally change our perspective of reality? That's, that's what is coming out of our mouths. And we all have stories, don't we? I mean, I, I can still see the scene. I can picture it. Uh, in the, the cafeteria at Waterford Kettering High School, it's my freshman year. I'm overweight, desperately want to not be. So what am I doing? I, I'm drinking slim fast type shakes uh, to try to lose weight. And, uh, and as I do, my friends make fun of me. Uh, they, they, they destroy me, uh, in the lunchroom. And, you know, the, the hurtful words, they, they cut, man, they cut deep and those wounds are still there. I mean, even, even, you know, today as I was processing that scene again, uh, I had a physical reaction to it, right? My face flushed, my hands tingled, my heart beat faster. I could feel it in me. I could feel the shame. I could feel the heartache, the sadness, the embarrassment. It all came rushing back. And that happened my freshman year. That happened when I was 13 years old, 31 years ago. And I can still Feel it in my body. Words, guys, words matter so much. They have such a huge impact. Or, you know, there was this moment, um, this is the last time I ever, ever put on a, a uniform. Um, where I was at hockey practice and we're skating our warm up laps. And, uh, you know, kid behind me speared me with a stick and said, get going fat ass. I skated off the ice in that moment, took my equipment off, never put a Jersey on again. It was over. Words have power. Now we can say, oh, you know, I should have been tougher or whatever. Um, perhaps. Perhaps, uh, but I mean, the reality is, 
that that words <laughs> words shape our perception of reality we all have scenes like that lunchroom we all have scenes like that hockey practice words can destroy or they can give life you see when we start talking about loving well yeah it is it is about action right it, it is about uh, actively loving our neighbor as ourself and actively seeking to love our enemy but a big part of that are the words that come out of our mouths what do we say how do we say it that is a part of loving well if we are going to love well then the words that come out of our mouths we have to be a commitment to building and have to be a commitment to speaking life into other people and that's hard guys it's, it's hard to be consistent in that you see what happens is the way that we speak to others the way that we talk to others what that does is it betrays our view of them our image of them how do we understand them what do we understand them to be that same letter uh, written by Jesus's brother you know there's a there's another line in it, it says it says this is scary you can tame a tiger but you can't tame a tongue it's never been done the tongue runs wild a wanton killer with our tongues we bless God our Father with the same tongues we curse the very men and women he made in his image curses and blessings out of the same mouth my friends this can't go on do you see what he says there he says when we curse what we're doing is we are dehumanizing the other person when we speak curse we are we are not recognizing in them the image of god the image of god is the very thing that makes us what we are it is the very it's the very essence of our humanity and so when we speak curses to one another we are dehumanizing one another we are we are making one another less than we are dismissing another human created in the image of god this can't go on guys it's everywhere you see there are really only two kinds of things that come out of our mouth there's blessing and there's curse what are we going to do what are we going to speak we have the choice we make that decision You see, when we bless others, we recognize in them their inherent worth and value as image bearers. So we have to realize, we have to realize that our words matter. The impact is significant. We truly do speak life or death. We build or destroy. What our words do is they demonstrate what is happening inside of us. So when we when we speak words of curse it's not about the other person it is about us it is about what is in us because what comes out of our mouths 
what comes out of our mouths is what is already happening in us. And so if we have dehumanized the other person, that is an issue with us, not an issue with them. That is a, that is a, that is something that has, that, that has to be changed in us. We have to change our perspective of the other. We have to see them as being people created in the image of God who have inherent eternal worth. And it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what their perspective is. It doesn't matter who they love. It doesn't, none of that matters. They still have inherent value and worth as image bearers. And so we have to speak life. We have to. We have to. See, what is in us will eventually come out of us. Right? We can't pretend forever. No, eventually our words, they will, they will, they will betray our hearts. They will. So what are we going to set our minds on? Right? I mean, that study that was done by, by Newberg and Waldman, I mean, what we have to do is we have to keep positive thought and speech in the front of our minds. We, literally, <laughs> literally, we have to keep it in the front of our mind. We have to keep it in the frontal lobe of our brain. Physically, we have to keep positive, life-giving thoughts and words in the front of our heads, in the front of our minds. So will we? How will we do that? Are we going to make that conscious decision to, to use our words to speak life? Because to love well, to love well, to love our neighbor as ourself, to love our enemy, it means that we have to speak life. Without speaking words of life, there is no way that we are going to be able to love well. Because what that means is, if we, if we are not speaking words of life, if we are speaking words of death, then, then in us is something broken. In us is something sick. In us is a perspective that the other is less than human. So we will not love them as ourselves. We will love them the same way we love a dog or a cat, but not as an image bearer, not as ourselves, not in a way that we will ultimately practice self-sacrifice for. Now, if we're going to get there, <laughs> if we're going to get there, we got to deal with what's in us. So if you find yourself on social media ranting and raving and and speaking ill and curse of another person or of other, another group of people. Realize that your words matter. Realize that you, that you are simply dismissing another image bearer. And that, my friends, is not loving well. So, take some time. Do some evaluation this week. Take a deep, hard look. And uh, let's figure it out together, man, because it's, it's not easy. It's just not easy. All right, let's 
literally change the world, shall we? And we can do that by speaking love and by speaking life. So until next time, love well, my friends. Thank you.